This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This isn't a joke. Today is National Work From Home Day. And it has been oh, for years. National Work From Home Day. <laughs> I know. It, uh, more people celebrating National Work From Home Day today mm-hmm. than usual. Here's an article. A lot of people doing the home office thing. Zoom just has exploded over the past couple months. I had never heard of Zoom before, but now it's something we're doing on a regular basis, doing the the Zoom meetings, the Zoom calls. And in this study that was done for National Work From Home Day, uh, it's been revealed that everyone's embarrassing themselves on Zoom calls. (laughs) Top five ways you are embarrassing yourself. Number five, accidental nudity. (laughs) I guess because... I just mentioned that my fly is down here, Jim. You know, it's yeah. kind of an afterthought to put on pants, do your fly up nowadays. Yeah. I I wonder how many, like, why are people, are they walking in front of the camera nude or are they not wearing pants and they just put, like, the dress shirt up on top and then accidentally stand up or something? Like, how are people being nude on camera? I don't get how that would happen. <laughs> Could be someone else in the household, too, walking by in the uh... background. Or forgetting to log off or something like that. Yeah, your husband or wife, or you think that you have the camera disabled, but you don't. Yeah, yeah. And then you just just whip out your nipples. I don't know. I mean, or you whip it. Audibly. I mean, the computer's right (laughs) there. There's a lot of things you you could whip out. Uh, Audibly passing gas is the number four way that we're embarrassing ourselves on Zoom calls. You can always blame it on the chair, though. I don't know what you're talking about, Jim. <laughs> let's, let's see if I can get a good one going here. That's really the chair. That's not a fart, by the way. I don't want to hear. Don't. That oh, like you got the leather chair. I don't have a. I don't have a leather chair. Yeah, that sounded way more farty. <laughs> Bit of a squeaker. That's just the squeak when I lean back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rewearing the same dirty clothes on back-to-back days. Well, that's your own darn fault. Being embarrassed by your significant other during a call. And number one, we had this the first week we started doing the show uh, from home. Something your kids do that embarrass you. You'll remember my son Grayson barged into the room and announced to the entire Taz and Jim listening area that he had to go poo. (laughs) <laughs> Daddy, I have to go poo. And for us, it's kind of funny, right? Because we're a lighthearted radio show. But if you're putting on the presentation of your career and your kid <laughs> barges in, tells everyone they got to drop a deuce, could affect business. Yeah, darn it, Grayson, this is the Johnson account. <laughs> I don't know, business talk. And we're talking about um, service technicians who have been working for the past two, uh, two, three months while everyone else is in lockdown, keeping our vehicles on the road. If you are dropping your car off to be serviced, clean it. Don't leave gloves and masks on the floor. Use Kleenexes, that sort of stuff. Didn't really think about it until one of our listeners pointed it out, but apparently it happens all the time. And we're getting some text messages here about the dirty vehicles that these people are having to get in. 
Uh, here's one. Hey guys, thanks for the uh, shout out for the automotive techs. I'm a bus mechanic and I know plenty of people repa- repairing transit vehicles right now. Grossest vehicle I ever got into was a vehicle so full of garbage that you couldn't put the back windows down without garbage spilling out. It was filled with old coffee cups and pizza boxes. The smell was atrocious. <laughs> that is, you couldn't even do the windows down. Ugh, I know the customer is always right, but at what point do you refuse service? Like if the, if I was a mechanic or a tech of any capacity, if somebody rolled up with that, I would say I'm not getting into that car, and you need to take a good long hard look in the mirror and figure your life out here. You need to reevaluate the situation. Yeah. I know I'm crossing a line here, but so are you bringing that here. And and a lot of people, myself included, you've thrown stuff into the back seat. Your car has been a mess. But once it gets past, uh, I'd say, your knees, if you're sitting in the back seat and the garbage is higher than your knees, uh, maybe time to uh, get the leaf blower out and just... <laughs> Get rid of everything back there. When there is no longer a use for the rear view mirror because it's blocked with garbage and pizza boxes, maybe just drive it off a cliff. <laughs> I don't know. How gross is your... <laughs> like, how, your car must be falling apart at that point, too. It probably hasn't gotten an oil change in four years. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I'm surprised you're even getting your car serviced if that's the yeah. way you treat the back seat. We've got a call here, apparently. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, how are you now? Good. Good. What's so up? I've, I've got a, a different take on it. I'm an agricultural mechanic, so I fix farm equipment. So <laughs> you're worried about pizza boxes and cups. What about a skid steer that went for a dunk in a manure pit? Skid marks on the far. skid steer. Yeah. But you, <laughs> when you sign up to be a farm mechanic, you know, you kind of know what you're getting into. Well, they call us manure spreader mechanic for a while, but you don't stand behind your work. So, <laughs> <Ba-dum>. <laughs> Well, thanks for doing what you do there with the uh, the manure. We appreciate well, it. There's a couple other here. Someone's uh, got to do it. <laughs> someone does. There's another one here. I've been in plenty of vehicles where the person uses the cup holder as simply an ashtray. It's they don't just, even put a cup in respect. there. Like, put a mug in there and use the mug as an ashtray. That's like one step up, isn't it? Yeah, or or a disposable Timmy's cup or something. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, sometimes it's not the interior of the vehicle you need to worry about. In the winter months, oh, this is sad. You know, cat, I don't even want to read this whole thing, but sometimes cats get stuck up in there and they don't even know. Uh, or truck, any sort of animal. And, yeah, a raccoon or something. And then they're like, "My yeah, for some reason my car's making a funny noise. Uh, yikes. That's gross. <laughs> Does it sound like this? Meow. Is that the funny noise? <laughs> 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 hey, Jim, I'm an auto service tech. And a couple years ago, I had a guy come in for some tires. As I was walking out to his vehicle, he stopped me and says, don't move the sweaters on the seat. I crapped myself oh, last I, week how- and haven't had time to clean it up. No. <laughs> Only vehicle I've ever refused to work on. <laughs> they crapped themselves in their car and just covered it with sweaters and then took it in for service and told the, flat out told the person working on their car, don't move the sweaters, there's poo under there. It's two sweaters. If it was one sweater, there's two sweaters, Tez. Just don't move them. 
we, we've got a number here as well, Jim, a number of text messages. Taz and Jim, our technicians, this is from uh, a, a car dealership that services vehicles, wants to remain anonymous. Uh, our technicians come across used condoms all the time. It's a regular no. occurrence. Yeah. Used condoms. I think I think you're in a prostitute's car. <laughs> or maybe one was in the car. Yeah, yeah. At least, maybe. at least they're practicing safe sex. Okay. That's true. Uh, the moral of the story here is we're in a pandemic. If you're taking your car in for service and you've pooped yourself, don't <laughs> cover it with sweaters. Moral of the story. Holy cow! This is, this is just sinking in for me now, here, folks. As I look at the calendar in front of me, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for the uh, the month of May. The weekend, and then uh, Monday, June first. Wow. Yep, we've been doing this uh, the show from home for a, a couple of weeks now. I two weeks, counting. huh? Remember I when they said two counting. weeks? Yeah, they remember did they said the flatten four, the curve. Fourteen days. Fourteen days is what it was uh, initially, <laughs> but hey, I, I'm fine with it. You know, Jim, I'm in no rush to get out. I'm quite enjoying this this lifestyle. Waking up, not I didn't put a ton of effort into my appearance before, but <laughs> just throwing on shorts and a t-shirt. Look, I'm looking down, my flies open. I don't care. <laughs> it's probably been open every day for the past uh 3 months. You know what? I'm proud of you for wearing pants with a fly. I would say that's a step <laughs> in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, look at you. What oh, are you somebody's got with? zippers and buttons on their pants. You're going to the Ritz-Carlton, Mr. Zipper? <laughs> what, are you on a Zoom meeting with Parliament? It's frustrating. I know it's everyone wants to get out there. Well, again, I'm okay being here. I'm also a super uh, germaphobe hypochondriac, so uh, best place for me is in this office right now. What do you think? Remember when they said we'll stay in home in the home for two weeks and then we'll recalculate and go from there? What do you think... People would have said if the government would have said we're shutting things down until June, back in March. Do you think people would have they knew. rioted? I'm telling you. They, they I, definitely knew. I know you're the conspiracy guy, but uh, they knew we were going to be locked down for longer than they told us initially. The problem is, and we've talked about this on the show, if you tell everything that you're taking everything away uh, in one foul swoop, people will they won't be able to handle it. But if you slowly have them isolate and you take things away slowly then they don't miss everything at the same time yeah i don't like it i think it's manipulative you would have been much better with it if you said okay guys you're going to be locked up for for six months at least people could have made adequate preparations you know if you go okay i'm going to go to work in a month it's not a big deal i i only need to save this much or you know i you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Who knows if it would have been better or for worse? But I would have rather just known. Yeah, I've been saying since they pulled the kids out of school. You've heard me say multiple times, Jim. They're not going back this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew that they weren't going back. They never told us. Here we go. Now I'm sounding like you. Conspiracy. That is like the least. That's not even a conspiracy. conspiracy. Look at me, conspiracy that a, theory. That wouldn't even be on a drop in the bucket of conspiracy. That's that is just common knowledge at this point. That's not even. Oh yeah, let me finish. And the moon's made out of cream cheese. <laughs> that's stupid. No, all we know is that the moon landing is fake. Taz, grow up. 
Well, yeah, of course, you can't <laughs> land a spaceship on cream cheese. No. <laughs> the big question on everyone's mind today, Jim, is how was your trip to the dump, to the dump, to the dump, dump, dump? Oh, boy. $25. Uh huh. One load. Uh, fence, patio furniture, some concrete stuff that I had to chip out of the ground. Uh, it was awesome. I had a slide, I had a uh, door, a screen door with some glass in it that I took off. So when I threw that in the big garbage bin, I took one of the big concrete things and threw it right on top of the screen oh, door. And it was a very satisfying smash. So yeah, nice. it was awesome, Taz. The dump run was the, <laughs> the highlight of my May. It's so funny because last night I, I uh, emceed a fundraiser, an online fundraiser for a group called Youth Opportunities Unlimited who help young people find direction and, and uh, they support young people. And uh, there was a couple of motivational speakers that I was talking to on this broadcast. And we were just discussing how wild it is that I, I find now you, you're so much more appreciative of everything. And I brought up the example on this, on this broadcast last night, Jim, about you going to the dump and how excited you were to go to the dump when usually three months ago you would have been like, oh, God. I gotta go to the dump. What a pain in the butt! <laughs> this is yeah, like yeah. this is like your outing. This was like a vacation to Maui for you. Yeah, I'd, I'd usually be like, "The dump stinks," and then I'd roll into the dump, and be like, "Ah, the dump." Yeah, good old reliable stank. You were just taking deep breaths yesterday, <laughs> enjoying every second of it. Oh yeah, buddy. You know, nodding to other guys there that were also unloading trailers and stuff like that. Just the knowing nod. Yeah. Hey, getting hey. her done. <laughs> yep. We're at her. We're hard at her. Hey, nice junk you got there. <laughs> hey. Hey, nice junk. Got any more room in your trunk? I don't know, Taz. It was just nice to see humans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're making me want to go to the dump. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And And Juan, this is... This is a romantic saga for the ages. Dish, dish, dish. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, Juan was on the air telling us that you got a you got a text message from a girl that you hadn't spoken to really since 2017, mm-hmm. and she texted you at like 2:30 in the morning the other night saying, "Hey, what's going on?" or something like that. Right? Uh-huh. Yep. And you wanted to know from us, for whatever reason you think we're the experts on this, um, what that meant. Well, yeah. Does, does it, is she looking for action or what's going on there? Well, I'm still so confused, though, because so she, I said, I'm good. You? And then she's like, Terrible I'm okay. Response. Yeah, I know. Man, I'm not, I haven't done this game in a while, so I don't know. Okay. And, and still, like, I'm Colombian. The way that we flirt with women is completely different. So when I came how to Canada, how so? How's it? How's it well, different? More aggressive? Yeah, more, more more aggressive. We when we do a stuff, we say things like, "Oh wow, you look so pretty today." But here, some girls they take that like, "Ooh, that guy, that guy is kind of creepy." When I came here yeah, to to Fancho, I remember flirting with girls and they were like, "Oh my god, that guy is so creepy." And I'm like, just, now, no, in, no, I'm in being these polite. women's defense, Juan would just roll up on them with a rose in his mouth, grab them, and start tango dancing. No, but see, so you it was so pretty. So, it's so different because, like, even for me, like when I say hi to girls, like again, I bring Fancho, uh, the people that I met there at the beginning. I was like, oh yeah, he give me a hug, give me a kiss, 
like on the cheek, of course. And then um, they were like, at the beginning, when they didn't know me, they were like, oh, this is so weird. After a month, they were the one asking me for hugs. It's like, oh, Juan, come uh, on, give me a hug. But, but see what I mean? It's just my well, culture maybe, is different. You, you, though, move but. Too, you move too fast, Juan, no, but with that, but the that, hugs <laughs> and the kisses. You got you to you gotta know people before... Ex- you and that's what I do touch now. Touch them exactly. That's okay. what I do now. I, I'm more Canadian in that way now. I could call myself uh-huh. one the Canadian now because yeah, like I don't hug or kiss people anymore. <laughs> I just yeah, that's what I reply. I'm good. You and then she's like, oh, I'm okay. I'm almost done. It's cool. What have you to? Oh, no, sorry, I don't even know how to read. What are you up to these days? And then the conversation start going there, and then we talk. But then again, it's like I, I try to keep it because I don't want anything. I said it before. I I just I wanted to know why was that. But then later t- yesterday, I th- my last reply was like, she's like, oh, do you know where can I print some stuff? I'm looking for, like, yeah, some places that I can print. I said, oh, you know, you can print it in this. I said a company. Juan, okay, hold on a second. Long Juan, story did not short. text you at two thirty six a.m. to ask you if you know any good. Printing guys, I know, but that's okay. The thing, can I borrow though. your um, printer? But that—that's that, it, it, what I thought it was going to, and then I didn't reply after that. And she's like, "Oh, okay. If you're bored, call me sometime to talk." And then I didn't reply, and then she sent me another one at two in the morning, saying like, "Psychedelic butterfly, woohoo!" And then she sent me like a gift from a butterfly. I was like, "I don't." I, yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah. Red flag, bud. Get stay away. You know what? <laughs> Stop responding. You think so? She's all over the map. Psychedelic uh, butterfly at two in the morning. Is that is that code? Is that slang for something? That, that see what I mean? I don't know, man. Look I'm, up look up psychedelic butterfly on the Urban Dictionary, okay. Jim. I will see what pops up. Because she sounds like she's just all over the place. And that's what I mean. I don't I don't know the games. I ask you guys because you guys are Canadians. You guys know how. People flirt here. I don't know, man. I don't. If someone is nice to me, I'm not gonna take it. Oh, they're flirting with me because that's just me. Like what I said, my culture teach me that I could be nice to people without flirting with them. All right, Juan, stop talking. Okay. <laughs> there, 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 there is nothing on Urban Dictionary with the same psychedelic butterfly. But from what I understand, it sounds like she's horny and she has all the good drugs. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you trying to get out of this relationship? Do you want to relate? Do you want to date? This hold girl? on, you stop, Jim. Jim, hold on. Let's just. I'm sorry. This, is, this is getting out of control. This is getting out of control. What it comes down to is, you asked us for advice yesterday, Juan, uh-huh. and we gave you advice, and you didn't follow it. No, we no. said you need stop. Don't talk. We said you need to text her back and be direct and ask her what she is hoping for from this exchange with you. You didn't do that, and now she's sending you nonsense about psychedelic butterflies, and it's just going to go on and on like this until you ask the question. You you said you were a little too direct mm-hmm. with your flirting when you moved to Canada. Yeah. Maybe you've, you've dialed it back just a little too far. Now it's the mm. time to say, what is going on What's here? Mm-hmm. What do you want? I work early in the morning, and you keep texting me at 2 a.m. Unless this is going to the place that I need it to go, stop it. <laughs> okay, I'll listen. I'll do it. I'll send you guys proof of it. It's and again, I thank you guys for giving me the advice because at the end You're of welcome. the day, I'm just trying to like fix my life. <laughs> only could one, only could one, the Colombian screw up a girl saying, "Can I come over to your house and use your printer?" <laughs> and one uh. still screw it up. 
Juan, yeah. Juan. Sounds like, sounds like Juan may be out of toner, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.